Hello, welcome to the F Factor hosted by me, Frankie G, where the F represents anything you would like more of in your life. Fitness, fun, fabulousness, feeling good, fierceness, and much more. I help you put the F in your life. I've been a fitness entrepreneur for over 16 years and in the fitness industry for over 20. I also have a master's degree in psychology and am a licensed therapist. So we talk all things mind and body. I have helped thousands improve their lives through the power of the mind and the magic of movement. Stick around for tips and strategies that will help you elevate your mind and body experience. Hello, everyone. This is Frankie G, and you are listening to The F Factor, and I'm very excited about today's interview because we have been working on this interview for a few months now with our schedules and things happening in our lives. It's been very difficult for Lizzie and I to get together, but, you know, things happen for a reason. So here we are today. (laughs) Here we are today, and I'd love to introduce you to Lizzie. Um, she is an international expert, nutritionalist, and wellness coach with a passion for helping other women finally get the body that they've always wanted without dieting. Mm, this is speaking my language. Uh, in 2017, she founded Nutrition by Lizzie to help clients stop calorie counting, enjoy eating without guilt, and confidently step into the body that they love. And sustain it which is the key (laughs) so i would like everyone to welcome my new friend lizzie um she and again she's an international expert wellness coach and author i want to talk about that book you've written who helps women get the body they love and sustain it without fad diets oh my goodness lizzie i think you're talking to every woman out there for the most part i know the women i work with this is a common concern like how do i stop how do i feel good about my body today and i would love to get like i just want to hear your story lizzie how did lizzie become lizzie this nutritionist and you know expert in nutrition well first of all thank you so much for having me um it's a pleasure to be here and um Really, my purpose for being here is, as you say, is to empower women to empower themselves to just feel good in their bodies because I think that's just everything that a woman wants is to feel good. And what I really encourage is to um, consider what that looks like to you, whether or not it is weight loss, whether or not it's eating habits, whether or not it's um, being consistent with your workouts, whether or not it's taking a break from some workouts. It really does um, depend on you and only you know that. So I empower women with the tools to help them achieve that. And I'm so passionate about what I do because surprise, surprise, like with most people in the wellness industry um, who are doing um this work i have been on my own journey to loving my body so 
as a teenager, I developed a eating disorder that lasted about 10 years. And that came from a place of not trusting myself with my food. Um, I talk about it a little bit more in Reclaim the Rebel, but um, my granddad died all of a sudden. And I had baked him a cake a couple of days before to help him feel better whilst he was going through, through his chemotherapy. And in my naivety as a 14-year-old, I thought that that cake had killed him because at school we were talking about healthy eating and what makes um, what makes a healthy diet. And I took that um, to the extreme and thought, okay, I can't eat cake again. Um, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to kill myself. And um, as a result, I got very, very sick. Um, tried to find advice on nutrition from magazines it wasn't social media back then but it was kind of my naivety combined with um not necessarily always accurate and good advice that led me down this pathway to really abusing my body with with food um and also um using exercise to abuse my body and so um, on recovery i retrained as a nutritionist and a fitness instructor um, but even then, I noticed that I had some very, very damaging self-abusive thoughts about my body and about who I was. Um, and so really dived into um, sort of the second part of my journey in reclaiming um, my body confidence um, from a, a kind of um, psychological side of things and really learning to silence my inner mean girl. And I think um the enemy does something again that we can all relate mm -hmm. to right yes so that's, wow. that's my journey in a nutshell what a journey and you said something because i'm also a psychologist my background is a, i have a master's degree in psychology so i'm a psychologist as well and so you said something that really resonated with me and a lot of these destructive behaviors i guess that we we claim as our own <laughs> happen earlier in life and we take something that's you know like you said the cake for your grandfather correct mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you take that and you internalize it and you 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 turn the story into something other than what it was and then we and as a young person that's just what you do like that's that's our brains aren't fully developed at that time that's what we do and then we carry that into adulthood Absolutely. and and so many of us have different stories of the reasons why we might, you know, have negative self-talk or, you know, think negatively about our body. We all have our own stories. Um, and you explained your story beautifully, which I think will resonate and, and um, inspire other women. But we all have our own stories of why we do this. And I love that you touched on a few things that you know, it's not only eating, it's exercising, it's all these things that we do that are not as healthy, I guess. And it's because of the story that we're playing in our head. It all, a lot of it starts here. We gotta fix that. <laughs> those thought patterns and those stories that we have about ourselves um, before we can, you know, move into other things. And that's, I, I love I, I love that. Thanks for sharing, Lizzie, because that was, you know, that. I think that was very impactful for many people. Absolutely. And, and to be honest, you know, you talk about stories. I had a story about not being able to share my story because people would judge me for it. Um, 
And so it's just so interesting how the extent to which stories can impact our lives. Um, I love the quote from um, Florence Scovel Shin that your word is your wand. So your words create your reality, your yes. stories create your reality. And so my story was, oh, you can't share your story because you're going to get judged. And that really stopped me from being able to help other people for such a long time. And what I found, and I'm sure what you find, is that when you share your story, that really helps others and creates this really beautiful, authentic connection where you can kind of open up and really share um, not only your journey, but the tools that you've used to help you on your journey. Right. And you're helping so many people. You know, ever, I think as women, we help each other um, with our stories and what we've learned and we pass it down and pass it on. And, you know, hopefully somebody else can take even bits of our story or pieces of our, you know, what we've gone through and use it in their own lives. So thank you for sharing. That's, that's amazing. So how long have you had your, how long have you been in nutrition then? Uh, so I qualified as a nutritionist. I did my master's in 2017. Um, and since then, I've just been practicing. Um, I originally, as you can tell from my accent, I am not originally from, uh, <laughs> I'm not originally from the US. I opened my practice in the UK. Um, and then when I moved out here, um, I actually opened Nutrition by Lizzie in 2020, um, of all years. Um, but throughout kind of that, journey as I've evolved I've also evolved what I offer to my clients so I started out doing um, just nutrition and now I do the nutrition movement and the mindset all that's amazing so your book is rebelling against what what's the name of your book uh, it's called Reclaim the Rebel. Um, Reclaim the Rebel. I know Rebel was in there somewhere because I love that. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I, when, I, when I read that, I was fascinated. How did you come up with that title? And does it, does it signify many things in the book, I guess? Yeah, yeah, great question. So um, <laughs> the rebel part, I feel like all women love the idea. All humans love the idea of having some kind of rebelliousness in them. Like, mm -hmm. It's just, it's just fun and, and inherent in, in who we are. So the rebel part is really um, about rebelling against those bad diets that um, you talked about right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, because what I have noticed more and more as I've practiced and, um, you know, help thousands of women um, love their bodies is that the diet industry is really a, um, a system that keeps us stuck. It keeps us stuck because it feeds off of our belief that we're not good enough. And when we I just want to applaud. <laughs> <laughs> but when we don't feel good yeah. enough, guess what? They can sell us products and programs mm -hmm. um, that um, they try to make us believe will feel make us feel good enough. Um, and by buying into that, we're just reinforcing that belief. And so we kind of get stuck on this mm -hmm. hamster wheel of diet after diet, chasing our tails and feeling not good enough. So really it's all about rebelling against that um, and rebelling against that inner mean girl that we talked about um, earlier. And then reclaim um, is really an acknowledgement that we're all born having unconditional love for our bodies. It's just the fact that as we were saying, as kids, 
um, we get all of this external um, noise, all of these stories embedded into our subconscious belief system that tell us that we're not pretty enough, we're not slim enough, you fill in the blank. Yes. Um, and so over time we lose that. So it's not a matter of necessarily getting unconditional love for your body, it's reclaiming it. Yes, you're right. We're all born with that, you know, as children, we don't really, you know, as we're growing up, we, like you said, get all those, those messages and things from, from our family or from, you know, um, TV or commercials or the industry or whatever we're listening to. And we kind of internalize that and we make it our own and we, we, that becomes ours. And then that's the story we start to tell ourselves. Yeah, we um, playground as well. Oh, I know. <laughs> Me and you and you and you nailed it right. Mean girls, like we're like sometimes I I think people wouldn't talk to strangers the way you talk to yourself. Mm. You know, if if I went you know went up to a stranger and talked to them the way I would talk to myself, then that would never happen. Like I would probably be punched or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, you 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 don't even talk to strangers the way many people talk to themselves. Yeah, that mean girl. Um, so how how would one go reclaim their body? Are there tips and strategies that people, like if my listeners are listening, they're like, oh, this message is really resonating with me. I, you know, I, I have that mean girl inside of me. I want to feel better about me. I want to feel better about my body. I want to feel, have that body confidence. Are there simple strategies or tips people can start like today implementing to just to start the ball rolling you know and and i think think you want like a snowball once you get it going then then you get that feeling this feels pretty good i it feels pretty good to feel good about me and then it just continues to grow and grow and grow so are there things that people tips and strategies Absolutely. And I think this is something that I wish I'd known at the start of my journey is that there really are very simple tools that you can implement right now. Um, and it is a journey and it is a practice. So it might take longer than maybe we want, but you can start seeing results very, very quickly with some really simple tools. And that's really what Reclaim the Rebel is about is those 12 tools that I've used and that my clients use to reclaim unconditional love for their bodies. So one of those that- Okay, I was gonna ask, can you share just a couple? I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. go get the book. I'm gonna get the book and I'm gonna read the book. And I think I'll put a link, um, I'll put a link on my website and then in the show notes of where they can go directly to get it too. Yeah, and, yeah. and one of those that, you know, really I feel, um, stands out for me is that rewriting your story so we talked about the negative stories that we tell ourselves about our body um and so it's so powerful to first of all have that awareness of some of those stories because when we are aware we um we can do something about it right so first of all just be aware just observe your thoughts and um, maybe identify two or three that don't feel good and that you want to change. And then you can work from a place of, okay, well, what is a more empowering story that I can tell myself about my body? 
Um, mm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the complete opposite of the story that you're currently telling yourself. So um, I give the example of um, postpartum mums and maybe they don't like their stretch marks. Um, so as opposed to going, oh my gosh, I absolutely love my stretch marks. If that feels good to you, then use that story. But if it doesn't feel realistic and it doesn't feel good to say that, then how about rewriting your story to, I'm so proud of my body for nurturing this tiny human for nine months and the stretch marks are a sign of how incredible my body is. Yes, yes. That feel better. Mm -hmm. you know? And then practice saying that to yourself um, when the negative thoughts creep in, just replace the thought with a more empowering story. Nice. So in the book, you have 12 tips. Is it like a 12, like 12 steps or 12 tips? Um, yeah. And do they go in, are there no, is there an order or does it matter which order that people kind of use those tips and strategies? There is not really any particular order. Um, I start with Rebellious Act 2 is rewrite your story um, because it is so impactful. Um, but, you know, there's no real order to which you can implement these. So, for example, um, I think it's Rebellious Act number seven is trusting your gut. It's all about listening to your body's um, signals when it comes to nourishing yourself. So, um, if nice if you're particularly focused on um, letting go of dieting and using um, a more intuitive approach to eating to get to your goals, whether or not that's weight loss, whether or not it's, you know, um, uh, helping out with your digestive health, mm -hmm. using an intuitive approach to, to your food. So you can dive into that one first if that feels good to you. Again, okay. really a matter of um, not giving a prescription to women because I think like in our society there's a lot of kind of cookie cutter approaches and um kind of like a dude centered approach to things like yeah. really structured to this <laughs> more of a masculine approach versus a feminine approach yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. nice and I think I and I and I truly believe and hope that what you do and how you approach nutrition um, begins to be the norm, I guess, than not, you know? So maybe the fad diets, um, all that structure, those fad diets that people are on and off becomes less of the norm and what you do and how you help people becomes the norm. And I think people would feel good you know, feel better emotionally, physically, everything. And, and like you said, it doesn't, it, it may not be that you want to lose weight. I mean, that's always the term, you know, I don't need to lose weight, but maybe it's just that you want to feel better. You know, you want to, you have more energy, you want to be less tired. You want to, um, you know, help your gut. It's, it's so much more than losing weight um, that so much of our society places emphasis on. And I think that naturally will happen if you start taking care of yourself. And, and like you said, and I love that. Was it number seven in the book you said? Yeah. Listen yeah. to your, yeah. yeah, I love that. 
Yeah. Love yeah. that. Um, so where could people find, now that we're talking so much about the book that I want to go get, where can people find it? What's the best way of getting your hands on your book? Yeah, so it's available on Amazon, um, or you can just go to reclaimtherebel.com and, and order it there. Um, if you order a paperback copy um, for the month of November, I'm offering a three um, spot in my eight-week self-paced program, the Reclaim the Rebel Academy. So all you need to do if you order the paperback is take a screenshot of your order confirmation and then tag me on Instagram stories at Nutrition by Lizzie and Lizzie spelled with a Y um, and that spot is yours. So you will have the book and you will also have the um, complimentary course to go with the book. Oh my goodness, that is amazing, Lizzie. So uh, we have to do that in November or by November? Um, so the deadline is November 25th. Okay. So that, yeah. So if people are listening, maybe, you know, the end of October, they can go then and get the bar book and receive the nice, very nice. So the course, do you have that? Do you have other courses as well? Uh, that's the only course that I offer. Um, I mainly work with clients one-to-one -one because, again, I really prefer the personalized approach. Right. Kind of, like, unique. Um, and I think um, the ability to connect with people and really get to know them and their unique challenges is, is really important. So do you do one-on-one? -on -one? I know I'm in Kansas City and, and you're in Los Angeles. Um, and many of my, my listeners are all over. But... It's um, Zoom or Skype or some sort of connection like we're doing today. Um, or I guess if you're in the Los Angeles area, do you do one-on-ones personally if they're in Los Angeles area? Yeah. Um, yeah. So all of the above. Uh, okay. I mostly work via Zoom um, because okay. thanks to the last couple of years, Zoom has yes. become the norm, um, which is great. Um, but anyone local, I will also um, meet with them one-to-one. -one. Especially, it's really nice at the start of our work together, if we, if possible, we can meet one-to-one one -one in person. Um, but yeah, I'm flexible. Nice. And is there a, like, is there um an average time of how long it takes for someone to work with you or go through your program where they begin to like, oh, I feel really good now, Lizzie. And, and then they stop and maybe do they come back for like refresher or? <laughs> yeah, good question. And I think, um, you know, as we were saying before, it really is a journey, but we can see results very quickly. So okay. I've had clients who see results within a couple of weeks in terms of how they're feeling um, and, um, you know, met both mentally and physically. Um, so I tend to start off working with clients one to one for a month. I have a month package and then from there we evaluate where we go from, from that point. So whether or not it is, you know, um, more months of working, you know, I, we meet weekly in that first month. So maybe a client wants to work, continue to work weekly, or maybe they feel like they just need a refresher session here and there, in which case we cater to that. Nice. Are there common complaints that women have? Like, I don't like this, or um, 
I feel bad when I do this. Are there, do you see trends or common complaints from women? Just so as women, we don't feel alone. Like, oh, I felt that. Oh, you know, because I think sometimes we get into our own heads and into our own lives and we think we're the only one feeling this way. You know, you, and, and of course you see, you know, social media now has made it like you just see the highlights and the reels of people's, their their lives, but you don't see, you only see the, like, the best part of them, which is fine. That's great. But you don't understand that there's other things that could be happening. So are there, are there common trends, I guess? Yeah. So, I mean, there's challenges in terms of being able to prioritize ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like it's a very um, common trait amongst women to put other people first and put ourselves last. And as a result, it's really difficult, especially busy professional women, moms um, who, you know, want to look after their health and wellness, but they find it really difficult to find the time. Um, so a lot of women come to me and say like, I need something that fits around my really busy schedule. Like, how do I actually make time in my schedule for myself? Um, and then in terms of um, body image, there are, you know, several things that I see again and again. A lot of women are very self-conscious about their stomach, um, their butt, their boobs, um, and their thighs. Mm. Um, so we kind of go through a um, couple of exercises that can just um, dampen down that inner voice, that mean girl that kind of like looks at your body and goes, oh my goodness, that's horrible. That's gross. That's ugly. Um, and again, in support of that, create some nutrition and exercise habits that maybe um, feel good to show those body parts some love. Mm -hmm. so th those are kind of body image hang-ups. Um, and then in terms of, um, uh, again, like a psychological thing that a lot of women may experience is that comparison, you beautifully said, you know, social media um can be a great thing but it can also be really damaging because we do see that highlight reel mm -hmm. um, and so i get a lot of women who come in and they are comparing themselves to other women they're also comparing themselves to how they used to look when they were younger so maybe yeah. their post-pregnancy body or you know how they looked in their 20s and now they're in their 50s and you know they're feeling bad about that so that's very common as well and I think you hit on so many, so many different topics that many of us feel and, and it allows women to feel like, oh, it's just not me. Like, like maybe Lizzie can help me. It's just not me. Yeah. Um, so how, what is the best way for my listeners to find you, to start following you, to work with you? What's the best way for them to do that? Probably the best way is um, via Instagram. Um, as I say, my handle is at Nutrition by Lizzie. Um, and that just really gives um, everybody an opportunity to kind of get to know me, um, see some of the tips that I share um, on a daily basis and just continue the conversation and then really go from there. Nice. So I'm gonna put a link to your Instagram in the show notes. Um, and I hope everyone goes out and follows you, finds you. Uh, is inspired by you and possibly learns from you 
So Lizzie, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so happy we finally got this podcast in and I finally got to, to meet you. Um, and hopefully we can do a, another session where we talk about maybe a couple more tips from the book and anything else you have coming out. You know, if you have another course or something, we'd love to um, allow our listeners to learn more about that. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so uh, much for having me. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode. We would love to connect with you. Make sure you follow us on social media or visit our websites, thestilettogym.com or polgapolyoga.com. Have a fit and fabulous day.